0: Hold not your tongue, O God of my praise For the mouth of the wicked, the mouth of the deceitful Is opened against me They speak to me with a lying tongue They encompass me with hateful words And fight against me without a cause Despite my love, they accuse me but as for me, I pray for them. They repay evil for good, and hatred for my love. Set a wicked man against him, and let an accuser stand at his right hand. When he is judged, let him be found guilty, and let his appeal be in vain. Let his days be few, and let another take his office. Let his children be fatherless, and his wife become a widow. Let his children be waifs and beggars, Let them be driven from the ruins of their homes. Let the creditor seize everything he has. Let strangers plunder his gains. Let there be no one to show him kindness, and none to pity his fatherless children. Let his descendants be destroyed, and his name be blotted out in the next generation. Let the wickedness of his fathers be remembered before the Lord, and his mother's sin not be blotted out. Let their sin be always before the Lord, but let him root out their names from the earth. because he did not remember to show mercy, but persecuted the poor and needy, and sought to kill the broken-hearted. He loved cursing, let it come upon him. He took no delight in blessing, let it depart from him. He put on cursing like a garment, let it soak into his body like water, and into his bones like oil. Let it be to him like the cloak which he wraps around himself and like the belt that he wears continually. Let this be the recompense from the Lord to my accusers, and to those who speak evil against me. But you, O Lord my God, O deal with me according to your name, for your tender mercy's sake, deliver me. For I am poor and needy, and my heart is wounded within me. I have faded away like a shadow when it lengthens. I am shaken off like a my knees are weak through fasting, and my flesh is wasted and gone. I have become a reproach to them. They see and shake their heads. Help me, O Lord, my God. Save me for your mercy's sake. Let them know that this is your hand, that you, O Lord, have done it. They may curse, but you will bless. Let those who rise up against me be put to shame, and your servant will rejoice. Let my accusers be clothed with disgrace and wrap themselves in their shame as in a cloak. I will give great thanks to the Lord with my mouth. In the midst of the multitude will I praise him, because he stands at the right hand of the needy to save his life from those who would condemn him. Zedekiah was twenty-one years old when he became king, and he reigned eleven years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Hamatal, the daughter of Jeremiah of Libna, and he did what was evil in the sight of the Lord, according to all that Jehoiakim had done. For because of the anger of the Lord, things came to the point in Jerusalem and Judah that he cast them out from his presence. And Zedekiah rebelled against the king of Babylon, and in the ninth year of his reign, In the tenth month, on the tenth day of the month, Nebuchadnezzar king of Babylon came with all his army against Jerusalem and laid siege to it, and they built siege works all around it. So the city was besieged till the eleventh year of King Zedekiah. On the ninth day of the fourth month, the famine was so severe in the city that there was no food for the people of the land. Then a breach was made in the city, and all the men of war fled and went out from the city by night, by the way of a gate between the two walls, by the king's garden, while the Chaldeans were around the city. And they went in the direction of the Arabah, But the army of the Chaldeans pursued the king, and overtook Zedekiah in the plains of Jericho. And all his army were scattered from him. Then they captured the king, and brought him up to the king of Babylon at Riblah, in the land of Hamath, and he passed sentence on him. The king of Babylon slaughtered the sons of Zedekiah before his eyes, and also slaughtered all the officials of Judah at Riblah. He put out the eyes of Zedekiah and bound him in chains, and the king of Babylon took him to Babylon, and put him in prison till the day of his death. In the fifth month, on the tenth day of the month, that was the nineteenth year of King Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, Nebuzaradan, the captain of the bodyguard, who served the king of Babylon, entered Jerusalem, And he burned the house of the Lord, and the king's house, and all the houses of Jerusalem, every great house he burned down. And all the army of the Chaldeans, who were with the captain of the guard, broke down all the walls around Jerusalem. And Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, carried away captive some of the poorest of the people, and the rest of the people who were left in the city, and the deserters who had deserted to the king of Babylon, together with the rest of the artisans, but Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, left some of the poorest of the land to be vine dressers and plowmen. And the pillars of bronze that were in the house of the Lord, and the stands, and the bronze sea that were in the house of the Lord, the Chaldeans broke in pieces and carried all the bronze to Babylon. And they took away the pots and the shovels and the snuffers and the basins and the dishes for incense and all the vessels of bronze used in the temple service. Also the small bowls, and the firepans, and the basins, and the pots, and the lampstands, and the dishes for incense, and the bowls for drink-offerings. What was of gold the captain of the guard took away as gold, and what was of silver as silver. As for the two pillars, the one sea, the twelve bronze bowls that were under the sea, and the stands which Solomon the king had made for the house of the Lord. The bronze of all these things was beyond weight, As for the pillars, the height of the one pillar was eighteen cubits, its circumference was twelve cubits, and its thickness was four fingers, and it was hollow. On it was a capital of bronze. The height of the one capital was five cubits, a network and pomegranates, all of bronze, were around the capital, and the second pillar had the same with pomegranates. There were ninety-six pomegranates on the sides, all the pomegranates were a hundred upon the network all around. And the captain of the guard took Seraya, the chief priest, and Zephaniah, the second priest, and the three keepers of the threshold. And from the city he took an officer who had been in command of the men of war, and seven men of the king's council who were found in the city, and the secretary of the commander of the army who mustered the people of the land, and sixty men of the people of the land who were found in the midst of the city. And Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, took them and brought them to the king of Babylon at Riblah. And the king of Babylon struck them down and put them to death at Riblah in the land of Hamath. So Judah was taken into exile out of its land. This is the number of the people whom Nebuchadnezzar carried away captive in the seventh year. 3,023 Judeans. In the 18th year of Nebuchadnezzar, he carried away captive from Jerusalem 832 persons. In the 23rd year of Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, carried away captive of the Judeans 745 persons. All the persons were 4,600. And in the 37th year of the exile of Jehoiachin, king of Judah, in the 12th month, on the 25th day of the month, Evil merodach king of Babylon, in the year that he became king, graciously freed Jehoiachin, king of Judah, and brought him out of prison, and he spoke kindly to him and gave him a seat above the seats of the kings who were with him in Babylon. So Jehoiachin was put off his prison garments, and every day of his life he dined regularly at the king's table, and for his allowance a regular allowance was given him by the king according to his daily need until the day of his death, as long as he lived. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. But now we are released from the law, having died to that which held us captive, so that we serve not under the old written code, but in the new life of the Spirit. What then shall we say? That the law is sin? By no means. Yet if it had not been for the law, I would not have known sin. I would not have known what it is to covet if the law had not said, You shall not covet. But sin... So the law is holy, and the commandment is holy, and righteous, and good. Did that which is good, then, bring death to me? By no means. It was sin producing death in me through what is good, in order that sin might be shown to be sin, and through the commandment might become sinful beyond measure. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am of the flesh, sold under sin. I do not understand my own actions, but the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. Now if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. So I find it to be a law that when I want to do right, evil lies close at hand. For I delight in the law of God in my inner being, but I see in my members another law waging war against the law of my mind, that we may be bound together by your Holy Spirit in the communion of all your saints, entrusting one another and all our life to Christ. We entreat you, O Lord. Almighty God, we ask you mercifully to look upon your people that by your great goodness they may be governed and preserved evermore. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit now and forever. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, by your death you took away the sting of death. Grant to us, your servant so to follow in faith where you have led the way, that we may at length fall asleep peacefully in you and wake up in your likeness for your tender mercy's sake. Amen. Keep watch, dear Lord, with those who work or watch or weep this night